Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome to episode six. Yay. We are on a roll now. We are going to be taking a little bit of a turn now, and we're going to be starting a whole new series, and our series is going to be looking through the book of Acts. And so we are going to be starting with chapter one and a little bit of an intro today. And so we just have some introductory thoughts with you. This really has been on our heart to do since the end of our Luke reading in December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we, when we were going through Luke, we joked about like, oh, we're done with Luke. What should, what should we do next? We should Acts, read maybe? Acts. Yeah, we should read <laughs> through Acts. And we're like, wait, maybe we should actually do this. This yeah. is a good idea. Yeah. So uh, just, uh, just to start off with an intro to Acts, get our, get our minds going on what Acts is all about. So this was written by Luke. Um, like I said, we had read the Gospel of Luke in December, shared that on Facebook Live every night really enjoyed that mm-hmm. um, and so the gospel of luke was like volume one yeah and so that is the story in the life and times of jesus when he was present on earth and volume two jesus ascends into heaven right away like verse right. seven mm-hmm. and then uh verse nine i think and then uh then it's the acts of the holy spirit he said he promised the holy spirit and so then the rest of acts becomes the adventures of the holy spirit yeah you know yeah. another title for the book very well could have been and other commentators have called it this the acts of the holy spirit mm, you know it's sure. it's often shared as throughout history as the acts of the apostles but really i mean it's the acts of the holy spirit yeah. empowering the apostles to be the witness and to build the church so mm-hmm. um, we've been reading through it we did actually didn't end up reading through acts in january right after that luke reading i was like you know what i am going to read acts oh, and so right. yeah. I've, I've read it at least all the way through one more time and then we've really been reading the front parts of it the first couple of chapters a lot and getting ready for this you know after yeah. easter and kind of getting ready mm-hmm. and so um yeah we're actually coming up on the, the day of pentecost is 50 days after the passover and so that's uh we're coming up that'll be like may 23rd it's actually a sunday so it's kind of fun oh, when fun, yeah. the day of pentecost will be on church day as it is but mm-hmm. anyways the uh the book of acts just some introductory things there's three big themes in the book of acts and so the first is the Holy Spirit. It's the origin story of the church. Jesus says uh, that he's going to send the promised Holy Spirit. Um, he's commanded them to go and wait until they're empowered from on high. So we'll read that tonight. Um, and so this work of the Holy Spirit, this empowerment, is to be a witness. And so if you look through Acts or you look through anything that talks about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's main role, what he accomplishes, is the point back to Jesus and point back to the gospel of Jesus. So we always yeah. see that, where the acts of the Holy Spirit is empowering that witness to Jesus, to the yeah. gospel. Right. Then the other thing we see, uh, another big theme in Acts, is the apostles. And so we have the work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of the apostles. And so mm-hmm. those original 12, um, which again, those are mentioned uh, specifically in chapter 1, and so we hear stories, and Luke doesn't cover all of the adventures of all the apostles, but he covers mm-hmm. uh, Philip and and Peter and Paul gets a lot of attention. And Luke actually is a pretty good friend of Paul's. You'll see when we get through Acts, there's a couple times later on in, in Paul's stories in Acts where the it switches to, and then we, huh. <laughs> which shows that, okay, now the author is he's partaking. So yeah. Luke's actually on some of these journeys. So sure. it's first-hand information for that stuff but Mm -hmm. um and so we get to see that the rest of that book being shaped by these adventures of the apostles kind of culminating in the gentile missions of paul this is the birth story of the church it's the legitimacy of this fulfillment of judaism um, and we see that 
yes, there's there's hardship. Mm-hmm. I mean, shipwrecks. Paul gets like stoned and left for dead and imprisoned, and Peter gets imprisoned. Like, there's all these things that like try to hinder the gospel, but like the gospel always prevails and like it spreads. Right. And no matter yeah. what comes against the church um, and what comes against uh, the apostles and the believers. It just keeps going, and you mm-hmm. can't stop the power of the, of the church. And we're, here we are. Which is, yeah, what, well, know, which is what, why it's still here. <laughs> 2,000 years later, and, mm-hmm. and we're still, um, when Jesus told Peter that the gates of hell won't be able to prevail against the church he's building on that rock, uh, he was right. So mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter what. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. There are challenges, um, some challenges right from within the, the Jewish culture, um, from Judaizers who try to get Gentiles to first become law-abiding Jews before mm-hmm. they become Christians, and um, just all these different things, and then you, you get outside of the Jewish circles, and there's oppression and and obstinance from from pagans and from the Romans and the Greeks, and just the whole thing as it continues to spread. So with that, we get the other powerful motif in Acts, which is Acts one eight, says that you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In Luke, we looked at how there was this constant traveling motif of Jesus heading up to Jerusalem. And it was all yeah. building to like, Jesus is going to Jerusalem. He's headed to Jerusalem and yeah. he gets to Jerusalem and it's the last supper and the teaching and the cross and the resurrection and like everything like centered in to Jerusalem. And then it's interesting from Acts then, it starts in Jerusalem and mm-hmm. everything expands out. out from yeah. there, you know? So it's kind of this interesting, like mm-hmm. just the way he wrote it, you know, it's just kind of interesting. And then looking at where Acts fits in the Bible, um, it's I love that it's there because it, you get four Gospels, four different perspectives on the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. And then you get this beautiful additional narrative, literally volume two of the Gospel, basically, that right. helps us get from the Gospels to all of those letters, those epistles that were written during the early church time mm-hmm. of Paul and James and John and the others that wrote those epistles that were gathered together in our canonical Bible. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just really grateful for the literary context of Acts, the fact that like there's 30 years of history mm-hmm. that is accurate, that's, that's verifiable, and right. that just documents the legitimacy of the church, and it gives us this beautiful uh, bridge from the Gospels to the entire rest of the New Testament. So with that, that's our intro to Acts, and Mm -hmm. we are going to take the time to read the text. Adele, with her lovely reading skills, will be reading us uh, from chapter 1, and we are again, all of chapter 1, and then we'll break it down a little bit and see uh, see how far we can get as we go through these episodes. But the only other thing is that we are reading from the Christian Standard Bible. That's one of our favorites. We like to study from it, but it also sounds nice when you read it. Yes, right. Carry on. All right, Acts chapter 1. I wrote the first narrative, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up, after he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After he had suffered, he also presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise, which, he said, you have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. Mm. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom to Israel at this time? He said to them, it is not for you to know, times or periods that the father 
has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he had said this, he was taken up as they were watching, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was gone, they were gazing into heaven, and suddenly two men in white clothes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This same Jesus, who has t been taken from you into heaven, will come in the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they arrived, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. They were all continually united in prayer, along with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers and sisters. The number of people who were together was about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, it was necessary that the scripture be fulfilled, that the Holy Spirit through the mouth of David foretold about Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was one of our number and shared in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with his unrighteous wages. He fell headfirst, his body burst open, and his intestines spilled out. Mm. This became known to all the residents of Jerusalem, so that in their own language that field is called Hekeldama. Hekeldama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling become desolate, let no one live in it, and let someone else take his position. Therefore, from among the men who have accompanied us during the whole time the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day he was taken up from us, from among these, it is necessary that one become a witness with us of his resurrection. Hmm. So they proposed two. Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, You, Lord, know everyone's hearts. Show which of these two you have chosen to take the place in this apostolic ministry that Judas left to go where he belongs. Then he they cast lots for them, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. Hmm. And there we have it. And Matthias was the And we the never chosen hear one. about Matthias again. <laughs> uh, just a really interesting collection of, of detail. So we have the first half of it, really kind of up to verse 11, where it's the little bit of a prologue, mm -hmm. like, hey, this is volume two. Yep. And then Jesus' last words to them before he ascends. Yep. So while he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise. Yeah. And so um, I really like how the, the author Luke here, he takes verse um, 5, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. If you read earlier in Luke, during Jesus' uh, baptism, right before Jesus gets baptized, mm -hmm. John says, I baptize with water, but there's another one coming. Hmm. Who's going to baptize you with this Holy Spirit and with yeah. fire? And so he ties that right in, right. you know, early in Luke, and mm -hmm. Luke, early in Acts, with that tie-in. So just really like appreciating what we're dealing yeah. with here well, as a yeah. written document, you know, just like it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. but. So we see a lot of parallels between the Book of Acts, 
how Luke wrote it and the different stories and different characters and how Luke, the gospel was written and those different things like the baptism and other, and even like the prologue into the story of mm-hmm. Jesus. And then, so there's like the prologue in Luke followed by the birth story of Jesus. We have the prologue in Acts yeah. and that's followed by Jesus's last words, you know, so it's all kind of like those, those literary parallels are just kind of neat to look at. Uh, but then we really just like right away get into some pretty important scriptures in Acts with mm-hmm. the promise, you know. And mm-hmm. so uh, he tells them to wait for the promise, wait for the Father's promise. He makes that connection back to John's baptism. And then he says, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom to Israel at this time? Yeah. And we had to really dig into the commentaries to understand like, like you read through that, like that just seems like it comes out of nowhere. Like, right. uh, why are you guys asking about that? Like right yeah. now, like, don't you yeah. know what verse eight says? Like, you know, <laughs> so context for us, like 2020, right. But right. Yeah. being able to look back at it, but there's a lot of prophecies in, in the old Testament about how the different things that would accompany the restoration of Israel and the baptisms of the Holy spirit and, uh, being poured out on all flesh kind of talk was also in line with a lot of those prophecies of like, now Israel is going to be fully restored, mm-hmm. the res- restoration of God's true kingdom on earth. Mm-hmm. And so there's this very, um, it's just a very Judaic way of thinking about like, okay, well then if that's what you're saying, then this must be the time mm-hmm. when the kingdom would mm-hmm. be restored. Israel yep. would be fully restored. And, and Jesus is like, no, that's not it. Like, <laughs> That's, hold your horses. Yeah, hold your horses. Like there is a restoration coming in a new Jerusalem and all that. Like he doesn't get into those details. He's he's like right now the focus is yeah. I'm gonna build my church and yeah. I'm gonna build my you church. You got some work to do. Yeah, there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be generations after you that will be building the church because of what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, two thousand years from now, there's gonna be this couple with a podcast. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, he didn't say that, but um, and so he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in all Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Adele was looking up something. Uh, she found something that was interesting. We just kind of, with without being in that historical context or in the cultural context, we just hear like, we just hear geography. Like, okay, here's yeah, a city right. and a region in another region and then all the regions like and it's <laughs> mm-hmm. that it's that not meaningless but it's not like the meaning behind those places so go ahead yeah. and share what you found well it was interesting uh just to kind of put yourself in the place of the disciples mm-hmm. uh, at that point when he's talking about it when he's saying um into jerusalem so Jerusalem was where, you know, Jesus was executed. Yeah, like not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> From the, because of the mob, you know, and Judea um, rejected his ministry. Yeah. And Samaria. Jesus, throughout Luke, he, he was, he was spent a lot of time in Galilee. And then like Judea didn't really want anything to do with yeah. the miracles and, uh, you know, just like the teaching and. Right. Yeah. And Samaria uh, was regarded as a wasteland of impure half-breeds. Yeah, the Jews had a very low opinion of Samaria. Yeah. yeah. And um, and the uttermost parts of the earth, um, it's just like everywhere yeah. else, you know? Yeah. So it's just yeah. like... Yeah, uttermost, I mean, we're talking then we're outside of, of Jewish land. We're outside of Judeo, yeah. you know, yeah. we're outside of God's people. And right. if you're outside of God's people, then you have nothing to do with God, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's like, that's 
that's like right then and there, like it's a very impactful thing to say to the ends of the earth, like this witness of, of my gospel, of this salvation is going to go to the ends of the earth. That means like right then and right there is just a power packed statement saying like, this is also for the Gentiles. This is yeah. not just for Jews, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so it's, it's, it's like, it's for everybody. Yeah. And right from there, you know, so it's more than just geography that he's saying, like uh-huh. it's very meaningful things that he's saying with these specific places. Like yeah. the people that killed me, you're going to bring the gospel to them. The people that had nothing, wanted nothing to do with my ministry, mm-hmm. the people that you think don't deserve yeah. the gospel and the people you really think don't have any chance of being in God's family. That's right. what I'm going to empower you to be witnesses to and to point to me through yeah. the Holy Spirit. What I think about when I think uh, when we go through this is like just having gone through Luke and going through like the the process of selecting his disciples, you know, and just like seeing their their journey, um, kind of reading the, about their journey journey um, with Jesus through yeah. his life um, is interesting to look at here now in acts and just like the weight of that um calling oh, yeah. on them because it's like well here you go this is this is what you guys got to do because yeah. and we got to remember too like that was what three and a half years before this point that they were peter was called from his fishing boat and dropped yeah. his nets right like yeah. it wasn't like it, people go to college yeah i was gonna this. say <laughs> i was gonna say they weren't just like in schooling for yeah, you know yeah it's like uh yeah it's like it's spring semester of your senior year this is your capstone project yeah go build a church yeah <laughs> yeah three but, and a half years with jesus you know yeah. three years or so um that's just incredible mm-hmm. and yeah jesus is like all right i think they're gonna need some help <laughs> that's, that's the holy spirit so let's keep going all right um uh, yeah so uh, somebody had recently brought up when we were talking about this, that might have been uh, Pastor Rager Don had mentioned, um, it's a command. I just want to pull it up and look at it. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. Uh-huh. It's not like, well, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you, and if you really, really want it, you'll also get power to be my witnesses. No, it's uh-huh. just like, you're going to wait, and when you do that, you're going to receive power yeah. when he comes on you. Yeah. And you will be my witnesses. It's uh-huh. not a command. It's a statement of yeah. fact. Like, right, right. <laughs> this is what's going to happen <laughs> when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So, yeah. um, And that, that that's empowering for us, too, because we know today, like, again, we're 2,000 years removed. Mm-hmm. But when the Holy Spirit comes on us, we are the next generation empowered to be the witnesses. Yeah. And that's something we'll get into with, with going through Acts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, then Jesus ascends. Mm-hmm. And I just remember acting this out in Easter plays at our church. <laughs> and like two of our strongest dudes would like get this little platform and they'd be like so shrouded in like stage smoke, like haze that you couldn't really see them. And then like the spotlight would follow Jesus up and they would just hoist Jesus up <laughs> and he'd like ascend. But we like, we only had 10 foot. So you like, so like it had to like go really quickly and then like lights out. But anyways, uh, I think it was a little more glorious than we were able to accomplish with our <laughs> limited budget. But, um, <laughs> But just this idea of like, he literally ascends from the mountain up into the cloud and the yeah. cloud sh- you know, shrouds him and he cannot see him. And they're just like looking up at the sky and they're like, where did he go? 
Um, and then these dudes in brilliant white clothes show up, and they're like, why are you staring at the sky? Like, yeah. you heard what the band said. Get to work. Like, you got things you need to do. Yeah. Why are you standing here looking into heaven? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. So, like, he's coming back. Like, yes. look busy. Like, get busy. Jesus is coming, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's just a really interesting, that little angel from heaven prophecy of his return it's like another one of those things like it's a little sentence but like that's something we can we can bank on you know yeah so then we get this little um it's this little historical factoid that's again another sign of just this high writing level and really literary skill of luke we get all 12 well i guess at this point all 11 apostles listed um some of the other people that were there and and they took that short little walk mm-hmm. you know sabbath stays journey i i never looked that up but like you didn't do much on the sabbath so i'm guessing like it's like saying they took a leisurely stroll yeah you know like it wasn't very far you know yeah it was like less yep. than a mile or so right. you know like it wasn't that far um and so when they arrived they went to that room upstairs where they were staying and so they were all there and then verse 14 is pretty powerful it says they were all were continually united in prayer along with the women mm-hmm. and that's a that's a for a foretelling of what's coming in chapter two which we'll talk about this idea of all yeah. and praying continually and togetherness that yeah. those were the the seeds uh, or i guess the conditions of the soil when the mm-hmm. holy spirit was poured out mm-hmm. um, and so then we get this little story and it's an interesting story about matthias and so the choosing of Matthias. Some of it seems like, okay, those seem like unconventional <laughs> unconventional means. Like, literally, are we picking straws for the next apostle of the yeah. 12 to yeah. be a full? Um, yeah. But there's, you know, so it's, it's easy for us to kind of, like, laugh at it and criticize it. But um, there's, there's a lot of things that they were doing right. And so let's focus on what the apostles were doing right. They were all together mm-hmm. in unity. Yep. They were praying. Yep. They had biblical precedent for what they were doing and a biblical understanding mm-hmm. with those, those Old Testament references. And so the actual practical way of choosing the apostle <laughs> seems a little obscure to us. And that's where we kind of like... But I think uh, Adele had read a comment from somebody that wrote about Acts 1. And it was, you know, if, if we checked off any number of those boxes that i just listed uh-huh. before we made major decisions like we would be so much more spiritually minded <laughs> like, right like if we were praying in right. unity with our brothers and sisters uh-huh. and together and and having that mind of christ and like reading the scriptures and like having a scriptural basis and then made a decision like yeah, yeah that'd be a pretty good decision making yep. process you know yep. like we're so quick to be emotional or to just yep. kind of like think about the moment and not the future or just you know, what feels right or just like have no idea and just like throw a dart at it, you know, like mm-hmm. just like we're just or, you know, try to do it all with our own intellect. Yeah, and, you know, it's just yep. <laughs> so they at least have like our, a spiritual, spreadsheets. Yeah, our spreadsheets. Oh, you got us there. <laughs> uh, weigh it out in our pros and cons list. Yeah. Ugh. But anyways, they, they do choose. And so I believe Luke includes the story because we don't really hear about Matthias anymore. But there is this like legitimacy of the 12 that 12 number yeah. and the reference that they had let someone else take his position right um just this idea of like it started with this legitimacy with like a full 12 set mm-hmm. like that like the scripture intended um and so i think it just is one of those things that just kind of shores up like the the process of it the yeah. the beginning of the church 
just it going the way God planned. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So it's just a, an interesting cameo. Again, we don't really hear about Matthias again in all of the rest of the entire New Testament. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like he took a place of of impact, at least in in justifying it in like Luke's mind or having, for instance, traveled outside of Jerusalem mm-hmm. because a lot of the acts and letters gets outside of Jerusalem. So, um, yeah, so I think it just kind of establishes that legitimacy of the 12, yeah. of, of preparing us for what's coming. Um, yeah, and then we see Peter step up and say something. And so we see... We see the first steps of leadership from Peter. Peter. If you listen to what he says here in chapter one, and then you get to our next episode when we're going to read chapter two, Mm -hmm. and Peter's going to stand up full of the Holy Spirit and preach to a public crowd and like tell him, like, hey, you you killed Jesus and you need to repent of all your sins, and like, he's our Lord and Savior. Like, (laughs) just so full of this powerful, you know, and just like, you just really see that difference of like, okay, yeah. the Holy Spirit empowerment, that made a difference of Peter. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's the end of chapter one. We are going to be keeping on, keeping on through Acts. Um, we were looking at Acts. We're talking about it. It doesn't make sense to just specifically limit ourselves to one chapter all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, that would take 28 would episodes. Take <laughs> and that would be like a year from now. We'd be like, okay, we got through Acts. Um, so there's some stories that like they go across a couple chapters. So... We'll, uh, we'll continue to study that out and kind of get a, a game plan for it. But we're definitely heading down into the book of Acts here and on a journey. Yay. And so we'll see, uh, we'll see where it's it happening. Us. It's happening. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> we're going through Acts. So that's all we got for you. We'll see you on the next episode. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.